Hey friends, my name is Andrea Crisp and I want to welcome you to the Courage Cast. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad that you're here. And we'd actually love to connect with you if we have not already. You can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, and we want to get to know who you are because we love doing the journey with you. So you can find me at at the dot courage cast as well as at Miss Crispy. Now today's episode is the second part of a two part series, which we started last week with my friend Sarah Ball. She's wrote an amazing book called Fearless in 21 Days, A Survivor's Guide to Overcoming Anxiety and Depression. Now, I just want to start by saying this. If you're not struggling with mental health and you're wondering, should I keep listening to this podcast? You absolutely should. There is so much information and so much hope that you will find for your own life, no matter what you're going through. So if you've not already listened to our first part of the the conversation, go back, listen to that episode, then come back to this one, because today we're focusing on how to restore body, soul, and spirit. And there's so many practical examples that you're going to be able to apply to your life right now. So I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. I'm excited to have Sarah back as a guest on part two of this episode, and we're going to start talking about how you restore body, soul, and spirit. And for some of you who are high achievers, this is going to be something you really need to pay attention to because so often we neglect these parts of ourselves and we just want to achieve and we just want to do, we want to accomplish things. And I think it's really important to pay attention to our body and what our body is saying to us, as well as our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And then of course our spirit man, what does that mean to thrive body, soul, and spirit? When we're thinking about, you know, overcoming depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. there's kind of three things we can look at and it's um, body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And how do we pay attention to those three components? Because I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. And are there practical tools or practical ways that we can actually implement into our lives? And we'll, we'll start with the body first. Well, I would. So I would say to cover all three, and then I'll talk about the body is learning to listen. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning to listen to our body, soul, and spirit. Um, And so when it comes to our body, I think that rest is really important. And I don't mean just like naps, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, like taking time to refuel and to refresh whatever that looks like to you. And so oftentimes we feel like it's selfish or that, you know, it's not productive or whatever, but I really feel that um, we need to nourish and take care of our body. And when we rest our body and we rest our minds, um, I think it does such a good slowing our pace, you know, being able to enjoy life, doing things that really refuel and refresh you, I think is really important. And exercise is huge. I mean, you know, you're dealing with anxiety, your heart's, you know, palpitating a mile a minute. And then when you're depressed, you know, it's slower than usual. And so I think just getting out and regulating your heart rate every day is really, really important. I have heard stories of people overcoming severe depression um, from walking. 
Oh, 100%. And so I think if you need to walk with a friend or find a routine, some way to move your body is huge. It really is a huge contributor to overall health. So that's really important as far as the body goes. And um, I would say for the the soul, which is basically, I, would you define the soul as like your personality, your will, and your emotions? Is that yeah. how you define yeah. it? Mind, will, emotions. Yeah. yeah. So um, for the soul, I think it's it's learning, like I said, to listen and to know when is it that you're in a place that's not healthy. <laughs> so what are the sort of cues that you have that you're not in a good place? So do you become hypercritical? Are you, you know, do you become more emotional than usual? And and those kind of things. Like there are certain cues that that your emotions or your your willingness to do life kind of begins to show. And so learning to really listen and recognize those and stop ignoring them and pushing them away or pushing mm-hmm. past them and taking it seriously. And so for me, you know, I talked about how you know, I really have to guard, guard it more than I ever used to. And it's something I take really seriously. And so I learn to recognize some of the symptoms that, okay, I need to do, I either need to go to counseling and just, I need to have an idea with some friends. I need to talk to somebody. I need to do some journaling. Um, I need to listen to Andrea's podcast, <laughs> like whatever it is, you know, it's finding that, that thing that um, sort of gets you into that healthy place. So definitely recognizing it. And then for your spirit, this is such um, an easy thing to neglect. I think our spirits are quiet. They're, they're not um, a thing that is often um, nagging you like, you know, a headache would be. So you need to take Tylenol or your soul because you can't stop crying. I think your spirit always takes kind of a backseat. It's never loud or prideful or intrusive, um, but it's it's the knitting together of your entire being. That's how I would describe it. It's all of it connected. It's it's just that deeper, deeper place, and and so so easily can we dehydrate it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to learn to listen and recognize that when I take care of my spirit and I begin to hydrate it, whatever that looks like to you. And sometimes that can be like going for a walk and being around nature and just absorbing the grandness of it. Or it can be through prayer. It can be through, you know, listening to worship. It can be through playing the piano, whatever that thing. It's so easily neglected because like I said, spirit's never pushy. Mm. And so it's like the quiet kid out of five kids. I've got one who's the peacemaker (laughs) in Enneagram, right? And um, he's the least likely to speak up the least likely to tell me what he needs. And so I really have to be conscious to spend that time to give him freedom to express in that time with him because he won't speak up until it's too late. And so I believe it's the same for your spirit. And so it's something that we really have to um, care for gently and take time to nourish it, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Importance of having your body, your soul mm-hmm. and your spirit and in really paying attention to all three is so mm-hmm. important to your healing process mm-hmm. because I think the outflow of all of it comes stems from each part of it. Yeah. So when you're, when you're affected in your mind, it outflows in your body. So when yeah. you work on your body, it helps heal your mind. Yeah. When Absolutely. you're paying attention to your spirit, mm-hmm. it actually feeds into your soul. Yeah. And when your spirit feels depleted, your soul also suffers. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like almost kind of like when you're paying attention to one, it actually does help and heal the others mm-hmm. as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. 
And I think I think that is as important probably um, as anything to healing in any way, in mm-hmm. any form. Yeah. If we're talking about any kind of whether it's a mental health issue or it's a health issue, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a broken heart. Yeah. You know. And one thing uh, I've one thing I've seen a lot is, you know, people who are struggling with anxiety and depression often focus solely on the body. Mm-hmm. So they're doing essential oils and they're going for massages and they're a chiropractor and doctors and they're doing all of these things to heal the physical part of it. And, and they'll, it helps, but they're never completely free because they're so consumed that that's the way for recovery that they're neglecting the soul and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then the other way around, people are so focused on the spirit and focus on prayer and fasting and all this stuff, but they're not willing to go and, and start eating healthier, or go for walks. And so you really, it's such a human tendency to be imbalanced in that and focus on the one that's easiest for you to be obsessive about, mm-hmm. but really it's about letting go and listening yeah. and, and focusing on what, what your needs are. So, you know, I, I, I totally agree because I know for even for my own healing, it was only when I started doing all those things mm-hmm. that I really started noticing a difference. In, in fact, yeah. even just the other day, I, I go and see a natural health practitioner and we do herbals and it's been, it revolutionized my life. It, oh. it absolutely did. But then again, you know, so did therapy and so did the work I was doing on my own and, mm-hmm. and exercise. Yeah. But here's the thing. I was not willing to change my eating habits. Hmm. And when I changed my eating habits, Hmm. it was like a night and day difference. It was like this missing piece of the puzzle that I was doing all of these other things. I was like going and seeing all the people I needed to see. I was taking care of myself. I was getting sleep. I was doing herbals. I was doing exercise, but I was not eating well. Hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, I started to eat well and my body was like, and there it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was so crazy. And it's those little things. And I think in, you know, and sometimes it it may be that we are paying attention more to one than another in seasons and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Like 80, 20, you know, as long as you're 80% of the time focusing and doing the the things that you should do, Mm -hmm. the 20% is, is, is going to be offset by the 80. Yeah. So, you know, don't worry about that. But but really it's like, as long as you can focus on doing those things as, as much as you can, versus you know and don't stress out when you're not perfect yeah which absolutely is, for me as we know the hardest thing ever but you know whatever <laughs> for all of us <laughs> i'm getting better i'm getting better at it <laughs> i hope you're finding this episode really helpful you know one of the reasons that i'm so passionate about talking about mental health and i'm probably not going to stop talking about it is because for so many years I was in denial about my own mental health and that actually held me back in more ways than I could even recount to you on this episode. For years, there were times in my life where I was playing small, where I felt as though I wasn't enough and I really couldn't move anything forward in my own life. And it was like there was this invisible barrier And until I was able to acknowledge what was actually happening, I wasn't able to do anything about it. And I could never seem to identify or put my finger on what was actually happening because I was really actually afraid to 
admit that I struggled with mental health because I assumed that it was a weakness and it had been something that I had thought my whole life if I was struggling with mental health that meant I was weak but I was so wrong and maybe you've been feeling the same way maybe you've been struggling with thoughts with anxiety with even depression or something else and you've been feeling like it's a weakness like something's wrong with you and you don't want to admit it and you don't want to tell anyone about it i want to just share with you some things that have helped me personally that may help you as well we've been talking about this whole restoration process body soul and spirit and i want to start with the body now our body is so intuitive it is smart it helps us to thrive it also helps us to survive on a daily basis but how we take care of our bodies really matters for our mental health because what we do with it if we move or if we don't move if we are putting the right foods in for our body makes a huge difference for me getting a hold of my mental health meant actually moving my body and doing things that felt good and in in releasing endorphins in my body but not only that but just creating a space for me to be creative in my own life with movement and enjoying my body and enjoying the things that my body could do and it took my mind off of some of the things that were going on in my own life and so i decided to put into practice yoga and pilates and i took a few dance classes and i started to run and i would walk and i would practice all sorts of mindfulness with my physical body and it made a huge difference but one of the things that i have mentioned that i didn't do right away was i didn't take care of what i was eating i neglected that because i really liked ice cream cheeseburgers chocolate all sorts of things and although i think that's okay in moderation for me it was this thing that was holding me back so i had to start eating better for myself for you that might mean that you want to have a certain kind of diet or regimen for me it just kind of meant eating for my blood type and putting things into my body that really helped me to have energy and i'll tell you when i started to do that everything changed all of a sudden i started to feel better all of a sudden i had the energy i needed to actually continue to work out and it was a complete game changer for me and then the second thing is our soul now our soul is comprised of our mind will and emotions and so our mind is our thoughts the things that we um, create as a narrative around our lives so sometimes if you find you have limiting beliefs in your life it comes from your mind because our mind actually tells our brain what to do and so we need to be really really aware of what thoughts that we have and what we're putting into our thoughts and so for me that meant journaling and being mindful about um, the thoughts that I actually have and if I was limiting myself where was that stemming from was it from a past hurt or a negative experience or rejection and uprooting those thoughts and replacing them with what was actually truth or positive affirmations so it's not just saying things and hoping for the best it's actually rooting out what you've believed about yourself and then replacing it with what 
the truth is for me is what God says about my life. And that made all of the difference. And then of course is your will, which is your choices. So the decisions we make, sometimes we find that that is really difficult. Maybe if you're experiencing some kind of anxiety, you have a difficulty actually making decisions. And I've experienced that and I didn't know what it was. I just thought I'm a bad decision maker and I'm not really sure how to make a good decision. And the reality was, is that there were too many thoughts in my mind. There were too many options and it was overwhelming and I couldn't make decisions. So my will was just kind of being tossed back and forth, back and forth. But I noticed as I started to restore my health um, with my body, as I started restoring my health with my mind, that my will, my choices, my decision-making became clearer. I got a lot more clarity in what I needed to do with my decisions. And then our, your emotions. Our emotions play a huge role in this whole um, restoration process because if we don't process through what we've been going through, if we don't allow ourselves to actually experience the emotions in our lives, they will actually keep us from moving forward. And so for me, it was really getting into a place where I could clear those blocked emotions um, from my body. And that meant going through uh, a process of clearing my chakras. And at first I was like, what the heck is this? I don't even get this, but it really changed things for me. Um, I used a process of herbal natural remedies and I kind of walked through that process with journaling and getting to the root issues of why those chakras were blocked and I can get into that in a different conversation but for me that made a huge difference of unlocking what I was feeling through my emotions and being able to experience those emotions again so there are days now where I feel sad but I realize that sadness is okay as long as I'm processing through my sadness so our soul plays a huge part and then of course is spirit and I really believe that we are just as much spirit as we are anything else. For me, that means being connected to God, to the divine. For you, that might look like something different, and that's okay. But I really believe that when we know that we're connected to the divine, when we know we're connected to the source or God, that is when we are fully able to realize the abundance of health, of healing, of restoration in our own lives, and that outflow from God through us is able to actually restore and heal our lives. And the, the really the three parts, our body, our soul, and our spirit need to all be aligned in healing. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Andrea, how is this possible? Friend, it is so possible because I know because I have experienced it. I have walked through it. I continue to do it. It's not something that you just snap your fingers and is just done, but it is a process that we can walk ourselves through. We can get help. And there's lots of ways that you can begin the healing process of mental health, whether it be anxiety or depression or anything else that is in your life. And I would, cons I would really encourage you to talk to a mental health professional. So you can talk to a therapist or a coach like myself. You can practice yoga or mindfulness meditation. You can pray, you can worship, you can journal, you can write, you can do all sorts of things to help yourself along the journey. For me, I did 
every one of those things. All of the things, I did them. And so I want you to consider what that would look like for you. There are a lot of you listening to this podcast right now who would consider yourself a high achiever. In your area, in your expertise, you have really done the work. You have been faithful to complete your skill set and your talents, but maybe you are struggling to really believe the truth for yourself. Maybe you're even struggling to identify that you have anxiety or identify that you have felt feelings of depression or that you've been depressed. Can I just say that the first step you need to take is actually acknowledging it and then reach out for help. For some of you, that's going to mean um, maybe going on medication right away. For some of you, maybe it's a natural approach, working with a naturopath or natural health practitioner. Whatever that looks like for you, friend, I would encourage you to take that step. If you think it's something you can do with a coach, then I want you to schedule a 30-minute strategy session with me and let's talk about it. Let's actually uncover if that is the root issue for you and that if we can do that through um, changing those beliefs that you believe about yourself and actually changing the narrative so that you can move your life forward. I can use a lot of my expertise to help you in actually getting you from where you are now, which may be feeling stuck, maybe feeling isolated, maybe feeling a little depressed or lonely, to flourishing, to feeling like you have abundance of everything that you need to actually accomplish all your goals and all your dreams. And to do that, all you have to do is just go to my website and just go to andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule and you can book that appointment with me today. Now we're going to finish our conversation talking about high achievers. When women who you'd mentioned earlier, like high achievers, Mm -hmm. and you'd mentioned you were a high achiever and all of a sudden, you know, you had um, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Now, for people who are kind of high achievers now or really success oriented and they are like kind of Mm -hmm. go-getters, but they have struggled with or are struggling with mental health right now. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them? Because you know that they really are kind of on a trajectory to be doing something in their lives, but they also have to deal with this. Well, I think one of the biggest things is understanding your why. So why are you so motivated to achieve? What is the driving force behind it? And often like to an unhealthy level, achieving and working hard and being driven is, is great. I love it when I'm, when my, I'm kicked into that mode because I get so much stuff done. But when it becomes an unhealthy level, there usually is a driving force behind it. And oftentimes it's, and it's different for everybody, but for me, it had to do with, if I'm not successful, if I'm not perfect, then I'm not loved and I'm not worthy. And this is how I gain approval. And this is how I gain value. And so I think it's the first thing when you find yourself struggling with that is you really need to listen and whether you need to go to counseling or however, to find the root of why you have to drive yourself past your own health. I think that's huge. And as soon as you're able to do that, you can um, sort of, that's a part of the reasons how I maintain my health is asking myself when I'm not doing well, okay, what's the motivation right now? Like, what are you driving? What need are you trying to fill with this? Right. So that's really big. 
And uh, I think it's being driven and motivated to rest and enjoying your life and learning to recognize that that's not idleness and that you can actually accomplish. And I've learned this because you know what? It was really, really hard for me when I was in this momentum of trying to build a platform and do all these things, especially when my book came out, that was kind of a hard transition for me. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, my book's just been published and it's coming out and I need to do all the things because that's what you do. You need to do all the things. But, but my mental health wouldn't let me, mm. <laughs> you know, I can't do all the things anymore. And that's something I've, and so here I'm like, okay, Sarah, you can't, you can't, undo everything you've learned to try to strive and achieve and push to make this a success. So there's a huge element of trust. And for me, it's trusting in, in God. And, and I've found the greatest success when I've actually released it and just allowed it to grow. And so like these things that we achieve and we push for and we drive for, it's like having birthing a child, right? But eventually you have to sort of release it. And so I think it's learning to sort of let things go a little bit. Mm-hmm. And let it just do its thing and, and trusting that if it's meant to be, it's going to stick and succeed. And if it's not, so, and that takes process, right? Cause we fear failure, but um, yeah. So that's how I would respond to that is just really understanding why and what is actually the root, the motivation behind your unhealthy striving and uh, learning to let go and just to trust that, that what you're doing and, and where you are in your life, it's where you're meant to be and that it will, lead you into good things, even if you're controlling it or not. Yeah, that's And I've seen, and I've seen that happen. Mm -hmm. I've always seen things succeed more when I'm take my hands off the wheel. (laughs) Jesus, don't make me sing Jesus takes the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. (laughs) I really want to. My throat, but I won't. (laughs) Hey friends, we want to thank you so much for joining us for this really important conversation. It would be our desire that you really walk away with hope for your own life, for your own situation. And I want to thank Sarah for joining me and just really being part of, really sharing part of her journey with us. And I want to encourage you to connect with her at sarahebal.com, as well as go ahead and purchase her book, Fearless in 21 Days. And you can do so by going to our affiliate Amazon link on the website and you can grab it as well as anything else that you might need. As well, friends, if you are part of our Patreon community and you support us each and every month, we want to say thank you so much. We greatly appreciate every dollar that comes in to help us to grow the podcast. And friends, we definitely want to connect with you. So make sure you say hi over on Instagram, send me a DM and just tell me who you are and maybe a little bit about yourself. I'd love to connect with you personally at the dot courage cast. Now, friends, thank you. We love you. You know that we do. It is our pleasure to be with you each and every week. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.